Thank you, Lord. I'm preaching about a trouble-free heart. How many would like to have that? John 14, we're going to read a little bit and then over to Luke. On that Luke reading, we won't read necessarily every verse. We're just going to kind of hunt and peck a little bit through there to get the, the theme over to understand. How many know, as you turn to John 14, find that, verse 1, how many know that we live in perilous times? You know, we, we've talked, especially a lot of the young people that haven't necessarily been through a whole lot yet. You know, they've, they've not lived through world wars and depressions and, and recessions and, and, uh, things like that so much. And so they, to them, it just looks like right now the world is falling apart. You've got wars finishing and others starting. And it's always been like that, hasn't it? Always. As long as humans are on the earth, that's going to be. We have, you know, pandemics and, 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 uh, Crazy weather patterns and just, you know, one thing after another, turmoil, uh, violence in the streets and, uh, you just, you don't know what's going to happen next. But I'll tell you, you know, and uh, we, we have phone calls sometimes from some young folks that say, what is going on? What, it, what, what is happening? And I've said, well, we know what's happening. The Bible tells us what. Did you know the Bible tells us what's happening? This is not a surprise if you know the word, is it? We're not shocked. Now, we're sometimes shocked by the reports and things that have happened to people and the violence and the crime and the, all those things. But we're not shocked by troublesome, perilous times because the Bible tells us that this is going to happen. Amen? So let's start here with our theme of the, the message, trouble-free heart, how to have a trouble-free heart. One is be a person of the Word. That's the answer for everything. Be a person of the Word and be a person of the Spirit. Listen to the Lord. He'll tell you what to do. Psalm 91 applies whether it's a, whether times are good or times are bad, folks. A thousand may fall at one side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. And that works. If that doesn't work during a pandemic, then I don't guess it works any time. But it does work. The Word of God does work. And we thank God for for that. I was listening last night. In fact, it's interesting. I was listening last night. You know, people of faith are different. And... I was listening last night to uh, a little bit of uh, the newscast, you know, on Fox News about one of the men. Uh, now, you know, Pastor Scarlett went on a tour um, of the Pentagon uh, when, when I was there to do that uh, invocation for the Gold Star family display. And uh, she said, oh, I know this guy. I know this guy. She said, they give they give his story at the Pentagon. It's such a glorious story because it's about faith in the word. And he was when the when that plane hit the Pentagon, he was in the men's room 
which protected him because had he been out in his office area, you know, he would have just vaporized with that heat. I think they said in the World Trade Center, the temperature got up to 2,500 degrees Fahrenheit uh, with that jet fuel burning up like that. But, uh, boy, that's a fiery furnace, isn't it? I mean, nothing, nothing can survive that. It just vaporizes. And so he was... What protected him was the bathroom, probably made out of cinder block, to be honest. But the the block walls in that building uh, protected him. There's probably some lead and some of it and all that kind of thing, but protected him from just the worst blow. But he felt his skin coming off of his back. I don't mean to gross anybody out before Sunday lunch here, but his skin was melting off of his back and the back of his legs. And he felt himself being in serious trouble. His fingers, he said, they looked like charred hot dogs on a stick from just the fire. And he thought, this is it. This is it for me. This is how I'm going to go. This is, I'm bye-bye world. You know, I mean, think that. And uh, he said, I'm a man of faith. I pray. I believe God. And he said, I just said, Lord, you know, if, 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 if this is, your will for me to continue to live, you're going to have to work a miracle today. And anyway, throughout the story, he talked about this great miracle that happened, and he had three of his uh, men that came and found him, and they pulled him out of that. And one of the uh, one of the medic people was a woman who was working on him. And saying to him, stay with me and, you know, don't, don't leave and, uh, you know, giving him some, the poor man some morphine. Can you imagine the pain from, from fire like that? Giving the man some morphine to help him. And he said she, she began to, he, he said he began to quote and then she began to pray the 23rd Psalm and Psalm 91. And he, when he began to pray Psalm 91, you know, I mean, God saved him and, he said they had a lot of surgeries and medical procedures after, but he was sitting there testifying last night live on Fox News of the, he had lived 20 years, uh, with, with no difficulties whatsoever once everything healed up. But I mean, to, to survive that is quite something, isn't it? But I'm telling you, there's something to claiming. It's not magic words or some kind of fetish or something. But it is faith. If you have real faith in the Word of God, amen. It isn't like just chanting something, like you say the same thing over and over. But it is saying, Lord, I believe these words of this verse. I believe that even if a thousand fall and ten thousand, I am exempt by the blood of Jesus, amen. The blood is over me, amen. Amen. I'm going to, like that little chorus we used to sing, I'm going to stay right under the blood. Because the blood will protect you in Jesus' name from the intents of the wicked. So that's number one on how to keep a trouble-free heart. Some people say, I don't know, the news is just so shocking. Well, one thing you could do is turn it off. That's why you have a remote control. And if it starts to upset you, just turn it off and begin to pray in the Spirit and begin to worship like Ruby and I were singing. (laughs) Amen. And... uh Hallelujah. Get the vic, get, get back on top of that. Get the victory. 
Now, so Jesus is talking here. I've been wanting to preach this for a few weeks, and I finally got it together. John 14, 1, let not your heart be troubled. Oh, there we go. You, There's something we can do. You believe in God, believe also in me. So if we could believe, if we believe in God and believe in Jesus, we can have a trouble-free heart. There's one clue. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go now to prepare a place for you. Verse 3, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Excuse me. And receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And whether you go, I go, you know, and the way you know. And of course, doubting Thomas, who would name a church after Thomas? St. Thomas. Uh, Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? And Jesus said unto him, I am the way. <laughs> I love that. People say, well, I don't know which way to turn. Well, well, we do. His name is Jesus. Jesus is the way. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Now, I don't want to, you know, stir up controversy, but, you know, people that say, well, Christianity is one way to God, and Buddhism's another, and Islam's another, and, you know, whatever hooky-doo thing you come up with is another. No, according to Jesus, he said, I am the only way to God. No man comes to the Father but through me. Amen. It's, it, you can't say, I'm a believer, and not have a relationship with Christ. Well, you can say it, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> you can say whatever you want to say, but it doesn't mean there's truth in it. If you had known me, you should have known my father also, and from henceforth you know him and have seen him. And, of course, then Philip speaks up with some more doubt and unbelief, and uh, Jesus corrects them all. You know, one time Jesus was praying about those disciples, and he said, how long must I be with you? How long must I suffer you? <laughs> you know, oh, really? <laughs> I think that's funny. <laughs> that Jesus is saying, probably thinking to the Father, are you sure this is the plan? Because <laughs> I've been with these people all this time. They've seen all these miracles, and I've taught them, you know, about the God-man and God inside of somebody and all that. I'm, we're, give, we're giving the whole project over to these clowns, you know. You got to be kidding. But uh, he that may, that could have been part of the hesitation in the garden of yikes. They won't even pray with him an hour, and he's getting ready to leave. They're in charge. That's just hysterical to me. But praise God, they pulled it together, and the Acts Church was strong, wasn't it? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all getting anything out of this? That's the first miracle today. All right. Luke 21. Now we're going to get into some good stuff. I mean, not that that wasn't good, but this is good too. All right. Um, Luke 21 and verse 7. Now Jesus is talking about the destruction of the temple and of Jerusalem coming down. Remember 70 A.D.? That all happened. But he's talking about the end times here. 
And in verse 7, because, you know, you, you might say, what is happening? Has anybody ever thought that? I mean, we, we've said it to each other. My goodness, what else could happen? You know, what is happening? And so here we have the Bible report. You want the real news? Here it is. How many want to know what's happening today in the world? You're not going to get this from CNN, ABC, NBC, Fox, MSNBC, whatever. You're going to get this only from the Word. But it will tell you what's happening. And you see the signs of the end times. How many believe we're seeing some of them? Amen. So again, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't get all in fearful and upset and freaked out over it. Act like the world. Go into the hand-wringing contest, you know. But but have victory. Praise God. All right. When they ask him, saying, Master, but when shall these things be? And what sign will there be when these things shall come to pass? Talking about all this, this prophesied and predicted. And he said, take heed that you be not deceived. That's number one. We're not going to be deceived by what we see. We're only going to, the Bible says that we are the sheep of the good shepherd's pasture. And another we will not follow. We will only hear our master's voice. Now I saw that, I told you this before, but I saw that demonstrated on a, on a, First tour I took of Israel. I've been on two and, uh, wouldn't mind going back. It's a wonderful time. But my first trip of Israel, we were out in the, in the tour bus <laughs> and, uh, down in this sort of countryside area. There was five roads that came together. You ever seen something like that? Five roads that come together at a point and, uh, Kind of, uh, not really a roundabout there, but just a, a wider spot in the road. And they all came. And down this road came five sh- sheep shepherds, sheep herders, shepherds. I mean, they looked like something from Bible, from making a Cecil B. DeMille movie. I mean, they had on the, the striped, you know, uh, Bedouin looking, uh, gear and, and the, the robes and the shepherd's crook. And here they come with five sheep um, uh, uh, herds, you know, sheep herd, shepherd herd, ha ha ha. And so here they come, and here comes the sheep behind them. I don't know how many are in that, but a bunch, you know, pretty wide group of sheep. <laughs> and here they all come, and they get down to this spot in the road. And they're all mixed up. Everybody's sheep is in one big pile now. You know, it's huge. I mean, it's, it's as, it's as big as this sanctuary right here is the, that's how many sheep. It just piled in there into that spot. And the tour guide says, watch, watch what happens. And as the shepherds continued on their march, they would call a certain thing. And those sheep know their shepherd's voice above the other shepherd's voice. And those sheep all mixed together, when they came out of the intersection, they followed their shepherd right out with no mistakes. 
That's where that story comes from. That my sheep know my voice. And another shepherd they will not follow. They will not be deceived, in other words. Praise God. Isn't that beautiful? People say, well, I just can't hear the voice of God. Yes, you can. Stop saying that. It's a lie. And don't ever say that again. Well, I just don't, I don't know. I just don't, I'm just dense. I don't hear from God. People say that. Yes, you do. But you need to turn off the competitive forces. Like sometimes you got to turn the TV off, the radio off. Amen. Get off the cell phone and get quiet. And listen to what the Lord is saying to you. He is speaking all the time. But sometimes our world and our environment is so noisy and loud, as I scream this, you know, but our environment is so noisy and loud that we can't hear anybody. Have you ever been in a noisy restaurant or something and somebody calls and you feel like, oh, I need to take this call. You better step outside. You can't hear them. You say, I'm in so much ambient noise around me. I can't hear what you're saying. Give me a minute or I'll call you back when I'm done with this meal, when I'm in my car somewhere quiet because it's just forget it. And that's the way it is trying to hear from the voice of God while you've got, you know, the Dick Van Dyke show on or whatever, you know. That dates me, doesn't it? Dick Van Who? All right. Now he said, so I love this, take heed. In other words, pay attention. This is the words of Christ, not some TV evangelist you don't like. This is Jesus. Take heed that you be not deceived. All right, so I'm going to do that. Yes, I'm going to do that. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and the time draweth near... Go ye not therefore after them. Don't follow some flake. Amen. But when you shall hear of wars, how many believe this is the time we live in? When we, when you shall hear of wars and commotions, <laughs> I love that commotions word. That's a big word, but it, it includes a lot of things, doesn't it? Be not terrified. You know what gets me about news programming today? You want to hear my complaint? Why do they dramatize the news with this ominous music? You know, it's like, are y'all producing the news or a drama here? And they dramatize it, and it sounds terrifying, and it doesn't bring glory to God, and it doesn't lift up anybody, and I just think it's horrible. They all do it, Fox included, in case you think that's the anointed one. They all do it. They all play this ominous music. There is just no point in it. I remember the news in the 60s. We didn't have ominous music. We just had breaking news. Here's the report. Read it and weep. That was it, right? And now they're trying to make it into some sort of a Hollywood-produced thing. I think it's just ridiculous. And if you listen to that all day long, you will be terrified. Be not terrified. I love that. Y'all like any of these verses? For these things, see, say, well, why is this happening? Here's why. For these things must first come to pass, but the end is not by and by. Amen. In other words, this is not the end. 
People, I just feel like this is the end of the world. Well, Jesus said it's not, so quit. Amen. Then he said unto them, nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. How many see that happening? That's the Democrats and the Republicans, the kingdom against kingdom, I think. They, they're both liars. I'm telling you, I'm just going to get really blunt about this. They reported, uh, I was watching, I was watching the, the conservative news and they were making such a big deal about, uh, the Tampa Dallas game, you know, that they, they, they played the wrong national anthem, you know, or something made it sound like they didn't even play our national anthem. And I, somebody sent me a copy of the, uh, national anthem being sung and played like they lied. Fox News lied to us. I'm telling you, I couldn't believe it. I told, I told Scarlett, I said, well, now they're acting like the other side, you know, spinning the news to make it look like, uh, you know, the, the whole, cause I was thinking, I'm embarrassed. This is my city, you know, basically I live in and here they're compromising. They're singing some other song. Well, they did sing another song for halftime. Who cares what they sing at halftime? The national anthem was played. A guy had a B3, just exactly like this, and then some singer named Michelle Williams was singing the national anthem. So there, Sean Hannity, get your report straight. I don't like lying and spinning. I don't care which side that you're that you're doing it on. It's not good because it makes you not trust them. And I'm telling you, what that's an example of is kingdom against kingdom. All right, now everybody shot at once, but it's the truth. Everybody has got some agenda, and you got to know that. It's all politics. It, it, I don't know where the truth is. Somewhere in the middle, probably. And great earthquakes shall be in divers places. That's different places. And that's not Defuniac Springs where they teach you to dive. Divers places. Famines, pestilences, and fearful signs, great signs, shall there be from heaven. How many see all those things happening? And the weather going crazy, and they're saying it's because we used too much hairspray in the 60s. Ruined the ozone. But before all these, they shall lay their hands on you. And persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and into prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. And it shall turn to you for a testimony. Settle it, therefore. Settle it. Get your heart settled. Settle it, therefore, in your hearts. Not to meditate before what you shall answer. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom, which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. You shall be betrayed both by parents and brethren and kinsfolks and friends. How many see some of that happening? And some of you shall they cause to be put to death. That's happening too. In, in, especially in the Middle East right now. You shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But there shall not be a hair of your head perish in your patience possess you your soul. Keep your head on, in other words. Amen. Now look at, look at what it says here at verse, we're gonna, I told you we're gonna skip around a little. Look at verse 22. For these be the days of vengeance 
that all things which are written may be fulfilled. Um, now jump down to uh, verse 25. There shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations. How many believe that's happening? With perplexity, verse 25, the sea and the waves roaring like tsunamis. Men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Then, at that moment, I'm telling you folks, be encouraged today. Be encouraged. This is old time heaven preaching and rapture preaching, but we need it. It's in the Bible. It was just Jesus that said it, after all. Then shall they, at that moment, I believe we're at that time. Then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Woo! That just about makes cold chills run down my spine. And he, uh, and then he tells them more about those things. But praise God. In other words, lift up your head. Your redemption's coming. God's not going to just leave us here to be smashed like a bug. <laughs> He's coming in great power and glory. And the church is going out of here as a glorious church, not hiding underground eating Jim Baker's beans that he sells. I just, it's my pulpit. I can say what I want. You know, come on. That's not the way we're supposed to go hide in a cave. Do you see Jesus saying anything about hiding in a cave here? Uh-uh. It says, lift up your head. Not hide down. I'm scared. I'm going to get under here. No. Praise God. Lift up your head, saints of God. Lift up your head, Christian. Say, y'all hide and watch. Keep your eye on the eastern sky. The Lord's coming back with a shout and the sound of a trumpet. And glory is coming with him. And those of us who are still here remain. We read that yesterday at that funeral service. Those who remain will be caught up together with the Lord. Amen. So whether you go by stepping out of your body here or whether you go by when he comes, we're all going. Amen. There's a whole lot of people going home. (laughs) It's another David Ingalls hit. Amen. (laughs) And it's true, isn't it? Now, if that doesn't encourage your heart, I don't know. Maybe you want to be down in the dumps. But I'll tell you, this is. When when we watch the news, one thing, cut it in half, because it's about half true, I think. The other thing is, can I just give you practical advice? Don't leave that thing on all day in your house, just putting out all that bad stuff. For one thing, every other, every other uh, commercial is about the purple pill and the blue pill and the green pill and the striped pill and I, I, you know, when they had that purple pill, now the people that took the purple pill are suing the pharmaceutical because they said it caused cancer. I don't know. You know, they're crazy. I'm telling you. 
And it's like every other, is it just me or it seems like every other ad is, I'm giving myself away that I watch too much TV, but every other ad is a, is a pharmaceutical. And they ask you, and that, that purple pill thing, they didn't even tell you what it was for, for years. Ask your doctor if the purple pill is right for you. He's going to say it's right for you because he gets a cut from it. I'm telling you. So I'm not against doctors. I'm not. God bless them. I'm just saying, you know, you just got to turn that mess off. Right? Watch Downton Abbey or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, but, uh, um, you know, just constantly listening to this, oh, what's happening? It's the end of the United States as we know it. It's the end of the world. It's the end, the end, the end. They all, they all call it the chicken little report. The sky is falling part four. Oh, look, it's chicken little. No, we, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do what Jesus said. We're gonna lift up our eyes from which cometh our help. And we're gonna claim Psalm 91. And we're gonna claim, yea, though I walk, in Psalm 23, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, while I'm walking through it, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Your, your rod and your staff comfort me. And people go, ugh. The valley of the shadow of death. You know, it's like, stop it already. He says we won't have any fear in that. We'll go, this is nothing. Amen. We have the victory. Jesus is leading us and guiding us. Praise the Lord today. And uh, that's, I'm, that's my story. I'm sticking with it. How about you? Well, that's just a few scriptures. You know, I'm not here to, today to teach an end time seminar, but and try to identify who the Antichrist is. I have, Brother Hagen said years ago he stopped preaching on end time prophecy because both of his Antichrists died. <laughs> I think he thought one was Hitler and the other one was Mussolini and they both died. <laughs> but Praise God, you know, uh, I'm not here to teach an end time, you know, get the charts out and all that. But I am telling you that uh, that the Bible says something about these times in which we live. And, and somebody says, what's happening? Say, I know, I know, I know what's happening. I know, I have the answer. <laughs> Our pastor preached on it. It's what Jesus prophesied. He said, these things must be. This is what the end of the age is coming. But praise God, you're, look up, folks. The Son of Man is coming. Jesus is coming soon, we used to sing. Morning, night, or noon. And they sang, they wrote that song in the 40s. I must have thought it's the end of the world, right? I mean, you're talking about ending a war with a bang. You drop an atomic bomb and blow half of people, you know, I mean, come on. What, what were people thinking is going to happen to the world? It looked like the end, but praise God, it wasn't. <laughs> In fact, right, right after that was one of the greatest revivals the church has ever seen came right on the heels of, of, of that end of that war with the healing revival. 
and Oral Roberts and his big tent meetings and others. Praise God. Amen. I'm, God's going to always get the glory. He's going to always shine. And I'm telling you, when the church leaves this earth, it isn't going to be from an underground, like I said, a tunnel, eating Jim Baker beans. Nothing against Jim Baker, but come on. You know, you got to order the end times kit. I ain't living like that. I'm trusting God. Hallelujah. He's our provider in good times and bad times. Amen. He's a, he's a God of the harvest and he's a God of famine too, during famine. And the word is the same. Whether it's sunny or rainy, right? Come on. Praise God. We got to remind ourselves, encourage one another with these words. Praise the Lord. If you, you have your relatives call you all freaked out, you can help them now. You can say, let me tell you, like take the bulletin with you and mark it. Say, let me give you a couple of scripture references. Read that. Be encouraged today. Amen. All right. I'm going to pray, uh, like I always do for those that have needs. And then we're going to be dismissed here. Father, in Jesus name, we thank you, Lord, for this service today, opportunity to sing and praise and pray and, and, uh, and, and hear the word of God proclaimed and in our hearts. Lord, I thank you that we retain in our hearts what we heard today and that we're encouraged. We've got the joy of the Lord and the victory of Jesus. And Lord, those that are watching by internet that have a physical problem in Jesus name, I just reach my hand out to them in faith virtually. Lord, let them reach back out and, and make a connection. And in Jesus name, I command blind eyes to open, deaf ears to unstop, lame legs to walk, cancers and tumors and growths and things to disappear off of their bodies. In Jesus' name, be healed and whole. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet, I curse fear, depression, oppression, mental illness, any kind of uh, demonic uh, activity. In Jesus' name, I command you to bow your knee to the name of Jesus. And I speak deliverance and healing and faith and victory today. Father, those that have physical, uh, material needs in their life, they maybe need more money or pay their bills or um, a, a, a new car or a new home or whatever they need, Lord, new air conditioning. I don't know what the need is, but Lord, you do. And Lord, I thank you that as they release their faith and claim the blessings of the Lord, that you show yourself strong. In their life today, show them that they, that God can do more for them than we can ever do for ourselves. We give you glory and honor and praise for this in Jesus name. Amen. 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 If you've been watching by internet, we thank you for joining us. God bless you. Amen. And you may be dismissed. Don't miss Wednesday night. You miss half.